0: Hello everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of To be in the same boat and we're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Karina. And this is our new guest for today. Kimia. Kimia. Do you want to
1: introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, my name is Kimia. I'm in artsy It's a very niche program. We could get into that later. And I'm currently starting to go to law school. I'm a somewhat political activist. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's Kimia. Fun <laughs> <laughs> fact, uh,
2: me and Kimia have the same birthday. Like, that's yeah. true. They the have the same season. birthday. And they met on
0: exchange. Yeah. So, so that's how that. me and Kimia met. And then I remember the first time you guys met, like when we came back. Oh my god <laughs> when she was bartending Yeah It was oh.
2: like Your first week back yeah, And yeah, you yeah. like We have to And you were like I didn't want to But you were like Kimmy working I was like I have to Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, remember. I remember that And then. I yeah. think You brought some like Exchange kids with you too Yeah The French girls Was it the
2: first time? I oh. have been No I think I The first time was just us oh. And we were literally just talking I
0: don't remember I really Oh remember I remember that. that We were talking yeah yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah I even remember what I was wearing So
1: <laughs> I don't remember that but Yeah good memory
2: Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we wanted
2: to bring in Kimi- to what bring in Kimia to talk about. Well, first of all, you said law school. Yeah, and that's again so out
0: of like our like what realm? we were talking about as well. Yeah, because yeah, we are, again we always talk about business stuff, and then when we brought Maya in, she was going to med. She was preparing for med school, so we talk about med mm-hmm. school, and now we have school, school. <laughs> yeah it's so. a lot
1: professional school in general like I, can i swear yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty fucked um because <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i feel very exhausted so i don't know how i'm going to do another three years mm-hmm. but i think it's like you look at like the bigger picture of like what i want to do in my life and you know it's kind of worth it but i wasn't originally to be a lawyer ever I wanted to be a journalist like for the longest uh, time that's why
0: I like always remember you wanted yeah, to be, yeah.
1: I, I think I'm a storyteller at heart I think I'll always be a storyteller at heart I mm-hmm. always wanted to be a journalist I always wanted to I, I, I obsessively watched documentaries as a kid I always ro- love reading op-eds like I'm very opinionated about a mm-hmm. lot of things in the world and I, like I want to talk about my opinion I wanted to make documentaries that's what I always wanted to do mm-hmm. but then um a lot of things happened that changed like the trajectory of my career which is actually what my entire law application statements were about Mm. and one of them was my political activism Mm -hmm. um do you want so
0: you never like thought of being a lawyer at all no ever until
1: when i would say until last year but i think when year. i met
2: you i didn't know you want to be a lawyer no
1: never i was always going to be a journalist even like when i was an arts side i combined in communications and media because I was very like, a journalist. i'm was yeah. like because i, I want to be a journalist i didn't go into poli sci i didn't yeah. go into none of that i could have gone to jppl if i wanted to mm-hmm. the justice philosophy program yeah but I, I really really wanted to be a journalist and when people were like what are you going to do with like a artsy degree or communications degree i was like i'm going to be the best journalist out there that's what i'm going to be yeah. but um after my political activism i kind of realized that stories have a cap stories have a limit stories a lot of the times they don't really make change and mm-hmm. what makes change is the law mm-hmm. and that's why that's the one specific thing happened to me I, the, the we could get to it but yeah should i yeah, yeah, we yeah. can, I can talk you about that. So, because you d- kept saying political activism, yeah. we can get into this if you more context. Yeah. yeah. Political activism, oh, wow, it's a lot. I think it's interesting that you were there with me firsthand. Yeah. My entire That, that was second, like when I first them. met you, too. I know. And like yeah. you saw me go through it, which yeah. I appreciate because. You, Tyler, everyone. You guys should bring Tyler on the podcast. Too. We've been wanting to. Been wanting to. She's, be he did so, is so bad when it's you because like you work. are here first. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's
2: because of his work.
0: Like, no. his schedule. That yeah. would
1: be, like, the funniest episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that shit would go viral. Yeah. I promise you that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my political activism was just about Iran. I'm from Iran, born and raised. And I um, started speaking up about Iran after Mahsa was killed. Mm-hmm. And I just started making videos and uh, they went viral after a point I crazy. was very, really, yeah I was very genuine in my videos on TikTok on Instagram I got more than like 50 million views I was going on TV outlets and all that stuff and it was great I it was great I was bringing a lot of attention but mm-hmm. I mean attention does so much mm-hmm. like I'm telling the stories of, the, of my people getting killed mm-hmm. like and then what happened mm-hmm. you know Um and then I got more into investigative journalism, where I found out that um, the government of Iran is importing um, paint guns illegally into the country. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're, they're importing them from the U.S., and that's not allowed because we're sanctioned. Yeah. And what they do with the paintball um, guns is they put rubber bullets, and that's how they shoot people in the protests. Oh, and I remember you saying that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "Wait, wait, where are they even getting these guns? These are American guns, and yeah. and they're not allowed to be in the country based on their own rules of sanctions." So that's when I really got into investigative journalism, and I I tried to find out how they got into the country. And at this point, I had a very large following. I had like like two hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. and and I was just getting tips, and then people told me that there's a middleman, and this middleman is in Dubai. And I got this one mysterious call one day. It was a very like vice news investigative and he was telling me all about it and mm-hmm. I researched and it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I can't really do jack shit about this. Mm-hmm. So I found out this Persian guy who worked at the Bank of Import Export in, in USA. Mm-hmm. He used to be a congressman. He worked uh, with Trump mm-hmm. and he was Persian American. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I contacted him and with his help, we put a stop. To the exportation. Oh wow! And he was, and, and it wasn't even him that did it. It was his contacts with the lawyers, mm-hmm. and that was kind of my moment where I'm like, oh, like I think the law can do a lot more than stories can. Yeah, because even him, like even he couldn't really do anything. No, even the congressman who was Trump's best man, yeah, he couldn't really he couldn't do, couldn't anything. do anything. Yeah. and it was when he got his lawyers involved that we mm-hmm. actually could do something. So, and then, you know, everyone was like, oh, you're doing such great work. And I'm like, uh, I do not really do a whole lot. I I mean, yeah, I... I you get the message out there, yeah, like you try your best. I, yeah, but I, I couldn't live with that for the rest of my life. I couldn't live yeah. with my responsibility purely being just to put the message out there Yeah, and just... Putting trust into people in the law and
0: hoping someone does something about it. You
1: want to actually, yeah,
0: yeah. I can see, yeah. And taking that this all happened when you were in Amsterdam, right? Like the majority of it, Mm -hmm. and this was like your exchange experience.
1: It was tough. Like you remember, yeah, I remember
0: that because it was like one or two months in to Mm. exchange, and then like she like spent so many of her days just in her room, like recording, filming, like all these videos. And it was just, like, it was so crazy to me to, like, see all of that happen in real life because that was the first time seeing anything like that. And then, like, all the protests that you went to and you brought us to. Mm -hmm. That was, like, my first protest as well. It was, like, it was really eye-opening. It was so sad to, like, Mm -hmm. actually see that happening to people that I love, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, yeah.
2: I just wanted to say, like, one thing that stuck with me when, like, I saw Kimia doing all of it and Mm -hmm. for me it was, like, oh, Erica's friend from Exchange, Kimia. Mm -hmm. And then I saw her on my For You page and I was, like, (laughs) oh Oh, wait i know her yeah yeah or like on my reels whatever and i was like wait i know her yeah and then also like a lot of things in iran that Mm -hmm. started showing up on my page and then i was like wait that's kimia yeah And then (laughs) what you said in one of the videos i think it was like oh it's not another middle eastern problem it's not an iran problem it's a community problem problem, yeah and that stuck with me so Uh, so much like Like, literally like stuff that happens like in my country or like stuff that happens in whatever other like political problems yeah. right now i'm always like yes it's another whatever problem but it's about a person mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. in Wethra, you know people there
1: who yeah. have been there when that was happening and it, it was th- i think that was my entire technique that Got people in initially, sure. Because I've made the issue personalized. Because the, with the Middle East, there's so many countries right now that are in just in in a war zone. Yeah. Whether it's a civil war, or an external war, and I think the only way that I got people to care is to say like, this is about me, like me personally. Like my friends are in prison. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was up for execution. It, my friend. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't boggle your mind and and doesn't make you want to you know speak up about this, I don't know what will. Yeah. And and I it worked for me pretty well and i i'm so glad i got the message out there
2: you're definitely a storyteller like the first, you time, are. the first time i think i met you and you were so like outgoing i was like wait is this the same person who was recording all those yeah. political because the first time again first time i met her it was in the bar when she's a bartender and all of that <laughs> happening and then i see the like on my for you page there's a whole lot of the person i
1: was like what i yeah. think the strangest is when i'm I when I was bartending mm-hmm. and people at the bar would recognize me for my political oh, work. that's so funny. That happened to me a couple times. When this girl, I, I could tell she was very confused. She didn't know if she's just plastered and she <laughs> she's just racist she just she just thinks all her. And then she's like, I, And then in, in our language, she's telling her boyfriend, she's like, I know this girl. Gr- th- I swear, I think I know this um, girl. And then the the other guy's like, Nah, now nah, you're tripping. You're tripping. <laughs> you know? And then I was like, mm, What should I do? Should I tell her? Should I? Know? But <laughs> I did. I ended up telling him, like, You're not crazy. I am her. She's like, Oh my god. W- what and then she was just really confused but yeah yeah i mean my, my worlds definitely don't intersect bartending political activism being a, a student in yeah. <laughs> and now yeah literally and then now going to like law school and now stuff. going to law school yeah but I, I think when i reflect back on my political journey it's a lot more traumatic than i i understood it to be at the moment like do you remember mm-hmm. when i was like people would follow me or i was parents yes them, and
0: then or? you were getting like, death
1: Threats yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. It was crazy. That and was tough. Yeah. Or, like, well, I remember that one time when, like, this journalist was interviewing me after, the, yeah, after the, the protest? I remember that. And then, like, a lot
0: of times where, like, you literally felt threatened, like, physically, like, your life. Mm. You wanted to, I don't know if you could but you, like, you wanted to contact the police. Now yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did contact, I had yeah. to contact the police. Yeah.
1: I was getting so many threats. And, like, I remember, like, some of them were just so vile and descriptive. And it was crazy. <laughs> no, but was it was like, paranoid. I remember that because it was such a hard
0: time for you. And then, like, we were, like, studying um, in the background of our apartment Mm -hmm. in Amsterdam, and then, like, there was a drone. Do you remember that? I think there was, like, someone was playing with a drone. And then Kimia was freaking out for so long Mm because, like, we thought it was, like, someone trying to get her. Yeah, because
1: I remember that specific day, I had one video that went extremely viral, and the wife of the Shah of Iran reposted that video. Oh. So she reposted that, and, and she is, like, ops like for it for the iranian government like that is someone who's directly connected with the monarchy that they took over so i was like this is it for me like they're after me and and it wasn't like when i say it now it's like oh like maybe i'm sounding crazy but i i could tell when people were following me remember i told you one time like this person called my unit and was like maintenance and i had to go downstairs did i ever tell you i don't remember this one but someone called me it's like maintenance and I was like, what? Like, yeah. I, we don't order maintenance. And, she's like, and he's like, no, come down, come down. Yeah. And I go down, and it's this clearly Persian-looking man. Oh. And then he looks at me, he's like, never mind, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. And he just leaves.
0: Oh, I did not know this.
1: And I'm like... That's M- crazy. And I, I just remember my parents just begging for me to not leave. To, to stop. To, to, to stop and just leave Amsterdam as soon as I can. Because, you know, we had no one in Amsterdam. Yeah. It was just me in this big country... And they were just like, "Please go back, please yeah. go back to Canada." And I, and you did it, yeah. <laughs> I waited till my exchange was over, and then I did.
0: Yeah. How was it for your parents? That was a good thing.
1: Um, you know, they were very scared. They were very, very scared, and it had a lot of consequences. And you know, as a consequence, like my my parents told me, like you can't ever go back to Iran. That's mm-hmm. like the first thing my mom told me. She's like, "You cannot go back to Iran." Is that something you can <laughs> live with? And I think very foolishly, I said yes. But I'm not really sure if that's something I've came into terms with. Because that's been really difficult for me.
0: I mean, at the time, nothing else really mattered to you except for just, like, getting the message out there and, like, letting people know.
2: That's the thing. Like, would you go back and change it?
0: If you knew that
2: you never can
1: go back? That's a question I think about almost on a daily.
2: Yeah. That's a Roman Empire right there.
1: That's my Roman Empire. Like, would I still do it? If
2: you can go back to your home country?
1: I don't know. I'd... I can't say yes, I would with 100% confidence. <coughs> yeah. I, I sacrificed a lot. You did. And, yeah, sometimes sometimes I think it's worth it. The other day I was sitting um, in the student center, and this girl comes up to me literally like two weeks ago, and she's like, hey, are you that girl who made videos about it on? And I was like, yes. And she's like, you you really changed my perspective on this. Oh. And I was like, wow. And, like, this is after a while. I haven't <coughs> been hosting in, like, six months yeah. now, almost a year. And, like, when these moments happen, I'm like, Okay, I informed people. No,
2: like I'm telling you, even me.
1: Yeah, even and personally. me. Yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't know you personally at the time, and I just remember seeing it, and it was like, it's not, it's like, give me a problem. It stuck with me mm, so much. Yeah. That ever any time that happens to like like a friend, because uh, also we're in Canada. There's so yeah. many oh, yeah. backgrounds here, so mm. many nationalities that anything happens, I'm like, do I know someone from that country? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's that
1: problem. It's mm-hmm. their problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and that's something that resonates <coughs> with me a lot. Like, even when I saw you posting about Kazakhstan, I, I, when I first saw you, that's immediately what I asked. I'm like, yeah, she told me problem? that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, Kimia saw me randomly on, like, in the student center, and she was like, yeah, like, how are you, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, what's happening? And I was like, <coughs> what? Yeah. Because that doesn't happen yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: because i was very concerned like you were posting and you don't usually really post too many political things and then i saw that i'm like that's you know that's a karina problem like and obviously it was maybe it's not like a war or anything to that extent but it was still an issue oh don't cry it's okay it's not that (laughs) i know i am sick i am sick
2: it's true it's always someone's problem Mm -hmm. like when you make it personalized it hurts so much
0: more yeah like even like my friends from back home because I reposted your stuff and mm-hmm. you're like oh my god like what is going on because it's like your friend's friend you know what yeah. I mean so that really is that's a really good way to do it too
1: yeah to and I it. remember I remember your friends or one of because when my platform was growing I remember your friends was one of the first people who were reposting my stuff oh and then that, that was the time where the number was pretty small so I could actually like check who, mm-hmm. who these people are and then it, all the mutuals was like Erica uh, Erica Erica oh I know you could do that yeah and then I was like damn like all my <laughs> friends were reposting <laughs> yeah, me yeah 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 so that, that was, was that was nice. It was it was great to see how everyone is actually being very supportive and everyone cares. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like if the question of would I do it all over again, can't say yes with certainty. I, I I'm incredibly patriar- patriotic, mm-hmm. and it's crazy how patriotic and patriarchy sound very similar. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I am very patriotic, and it's just very difficult mm-hmm. to not be in my country, especially when all my friends go. For the four months of summer or you know christmas breaks that they're always the hardest for me because Mm -hmm. i i can't physically go home because probably be in prison maybe kill i don't know but Mm -hmm. it's not something i want to gamble on yeah yeah
2: have you always been patriotic or like did it start when you moved away Mm.
1: it's weird i think i've had a very interesting timeline of where i've lived You know, I I was born and raised in Iran, so I was like seven, and then I moved to Vancouver for a pretty brief time, I would say like six years, and then I moved back to Iran for middle school and high school, and then I moved back to Canada for university. So it was a lot of back and forth. When I first moved back to Iran and I was in middle school, I hated Iran i had to wear the hijab mm-hmm. i barely could speak the language it was just absolutely awful i hated everything about it mm-hmm. i had zero freedom you know in canada i was 14 yeah. years old I, I could go up by myself in iran you can't do that you'll yeah. get harassed yeah so it was very difficult for me but then i think as the years went on i i just just fell in love with it more and when i was in grade 11 i told my mom i'm like mom like i want to stay in iran my mom like smacked me she's like no you're not (laughs) mentally smacked me (laughs) and do you see why she said that yeah Yeah. of course at the time at the time i think i could see it but i was like i could work against the odds yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah but my mom enrolled me in international school in grade 11 so i couldn't even get a persian diploma I couldn't oh. physically stay she in at all.
2: She gave you no choice. No. <laughs>
1: she was like, you're going to go to international school, you're going to get an IB diploma, and then you're going to go to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very grateful that she did that, of course. Yeah. Like, I can't be like, oh, why didn't you just let me stay in, yeah. in my third world country? You know, like, <laughs> that's that sounds very ungrateful, and I'm incredibly grateful, but it's, I've never felt Canadian. I don't mm-hmm. think I will ever feel Canadian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know about you guys, but in 20 years, if you guys are still in Canada, would you consider yourselves Canadian?
0: I feel like just because it would be on paper, it like, it th- and like I think the thing that depends on certain situations. Mm. Like, I would forever really identify as Malaysian. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I think in like it depends on my situation. If someone asks me, I think if it's more like a government like situation, it's like, oh yeah, I am Canadian. So it's just for like the, mm. I don't know, it's
2: a hard question. It, it is a hard like question. Very patriotic, yeah.
0: I was gonna say both of you are like two of like um people that i know that were very patriotic and like it's because we're born the same day yeah <laughs> it's definitely that you know and then the faith as well you're it's both like that. your names with k is very it's very on brand
1: <laughs> yeah and I, know. I i i can just it doesn't come out of my mouth and i know it doesn't for you Mm-mm. and i'm a canadian citizen so you're i've canadian been a canadian citizen, citizen yeah. since i was like i think 13 years old mm-hmm. it's almost it's it's 10 years now never in my life have I said I'm Canadian. Yeah. I I can't say it.
2: Funny story about that. Like, when we, like, I don't know, got to know each other, or whatever, a little bit time after, we are talking about paying for school. And Canadian citizens and international citizens <laughs> pay very different amounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we were saying, and I was like, because Kimia, this whole time, I was like, yeah, she's from Iran, Iran, Iran. Like, I never, it never even occurred to me that she's Canadian yeah. on paper. Like, we're talking paper-wise. And then she's like, yeah, like, like, I have to pay this. And I was like, Wait, what? How much you gotta fight <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then she was like, "Come again." <laughs> and then Erica was like, "Yeah, she's Canadian citizen." I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then it, like it never clicked for me. Yeah. Even till yeah. this day, like I'm, I'm like, okay, she's Canadian, but she's literally not. Yeah. yeah. Every,
1: everyone thinks I'm international. The five people I live with until like a week ago, when yeah. I told them I have two passports, they're like what's the other one and i'm like <laughs> canada, canada. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like wait what we thought you were a fob i'm like i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because we always talk about how like people who are from canada they're like oh i'm from canada but then we're like oh where are you from from, from? from yeah. you know what i mean like yeah you never ever say you're from canada
1: Yeah, and i have almost the opposite mm-hmm. interaction every single time where are you from iran but no like in canada iran iran, yeah. iran like i'm from iran like don't don't get it twisted. Don't take that away from me. I'm not the one to play with. I'm from it <laughs> yeah. Um Sometimes if I really don't want to explain the whole, how is your English so good? Like, the... the <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I just say, I'm from Vancouver. Yeah. I say West And West. they're like, oh. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and it's just, it's such a silly question. It every really is. single time. <laughs> yeah. Like, w- d- they think we live in huts? Like, what do they no, think about the that don't They don't think I live in trees. I'm serious.
0: Yeah. They're like, you're Malaysian. So, like, do you live in trees? I'm like, sure.
1: Do you know? I think we
2: live in, like, just like steps. Just just land. Just land. Just
1: like. One of the first (laughs) questions I ever got was, um, I, I, this was a conversation with Vanessa. Oh, yeah. And I tell this to her all the time. Like is Camille's friend. It's one of my closest friends now. But one of our first conversations, she's like, Camille, what's a culture shock to you in Canada? Yeah. And I was like, it's just really weird how everyone has water bottles all the time. <laughs> like, that's just weird. Like, I don't, we don't. It, yeah, same. We same. don't do that back home. Wait, you don't? I do. Oh. Everyone just has their own, I don't like, know. Like, yeah, it's, it's a big thing here. Like, everyone has their water bottle. They I, don't go anywhere without the water <laughs> It, it is weird like Just, it is weird that's so strange to me so then Vanessa looks at me and she's like mm, out of all people I thought you guys would do that because like you guys don't have water <laughs> <that?"> <laughs> and I'm like do you think in my country there's a water shortage
0: because <laughs> like, you have trouble getting cl- like clean water right yeah, yeah. She,
1: she all yeah, she yeah. like yeah. clean water is like yeah. short in our country like we, we have to like get one liter <laughs> yeah. survive a week with it and uh, I'm like do you know what it on looks like yeah and then i show her and she's like whoa 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 stop Cats right there run. she's like there's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you have electricity electricity i've gotten
2: that so many times
1: electricity Electric- yeah oh. no
2: guys i've gotten like oh well like i was like oh i'm gonna call my family and they're like <laughs> how <laughs> i'm like how they're like how and i'm like what do you mean like, like with my phone like, like, like what, what's up yeah
1: like, FaceTime. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. They're like oh facts? <laughs> that's yeah, I so funny. I, I
1: could write a whole book about all the things I've heard. When I was a kid and I was in Vancouver, they'd be like this one kid I was like, is it true that every time a new kid is born that you guys um had a camel? Is that good like i I don't think that's a tradition anywhere I've in the Yeah, I've never heard, never heard that. Heard that. And that. I remember I was like twelve at this point, I was kinda sick of getting these questions asked. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and like, the more is. camels you have, it, it means like the more prosperous. The <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, oh I'm like camels. The yeah. Yeah. For you. That
2: guy somewhere is like, I know this. Yeah, the girl from they Iran told me, told me. She told me. Herself. She, she told told me. <laughs> camels that.
1: camels I don't know. Crazy. It's just sometimes fun to fuck around because I'm like, it I is. don't really owe anyone an explanation no more. Like if I'm in a mood, of course I'll explain to you. If you ask in a way that's inquisitive, yeah. of course I'll explain to you. But sometimes people just ask for the sake of asking asking and like not really ca- like and like it's it's a stupid g- do you guys ride camels <laughs> yeah every day to school yeah to school yeah like are you joking me and then no like sometimes it's crazy to me that there's google
2: and you guys are not using google like no. No. if you're really curious it's my Google.
1: Away. it's just like
0: i don't know like do you if you're genuinely
1: curious though like yeah Go ask, please. But the thing please is, like, ask. we live in Canada. Twenty percent of this country is immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. I, and on on this university, only twenty. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be more. I don't know. This uh, the, the stats I know is like from like five years ago. It's probably much more now. Like, how do you not know this? Yeah. Like, how do you like? And like, if we have moved to Canada, of course. I mean, we we got here with a plane. Like, yeah. of course, I have a phone. I, I have a phone. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's very annoying questions. Yeah. Do your research, people. I
0: know. But it's just, like, at this point, it's just, like, it's just funny. It me. is funny. Do you
1: guys I'm get like asked, do you, how do you know English?
0: Oh, all the time. And a lot of times, I know for you, you in the beginning, you thought it was, like, a you, you took it as a compliment in a way, right?
1: Yeah. I still do. Like, I don't take
2: it as a bad thing. I
0: was not really take it as a bad thing. It's just more of, like, you really think, like, like uh, yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like people don't really know that in Malaysia, you people actually do speak English, like, on a daily basis. Because mm. we have three languages, so we take English as, like, the main one, because you never know which one people know. Mm. So that's for us
2: for you it's that for me we don't yeah like don't we either. generally don't speak yeah. english at all so like when people ask me i'm like oh, stop and yeah. they always <laughs> assume that i went to international school yeah. which i didn't yeah. i went to
1: russian school so, th- so, so if i ask how do you know english <laughs> uh, i
2: just learned it like people you learn french here
1: Oh, like you, in, like you just learned it in school. You just took English in school. Yeah. Did you take it like externally? Like, do you had to? I of had, of it and had it. I had it externally as well. Yeah. Because yeah.
2: like my school was also like taken. My school was a linguistic school, so we yeah. had a lot of um, focus on mm. languages. That's why I took French, Chinese. Oh. A lot more English than normal schools. Mm-hmm. A lot more Russian. I actually speak Czech. Chinese as well. Michal. <laughs> much?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about this episode i don't know about i don't know about this episode, yeah. yeah
2: i don't know about we'll save for a different show. episode <laughs> that's what i
0: didn't say <laughs> wait how did wait wait you done with the? uh
1: yeah so that's how i know because i wanted to ask you if they speak english like that no tomorrow. no it's the same in kazakhstan mm-hmm. we, we we barely speak it um very little of the population can fluently speak it mm-hmm. i i i would say i did learn english because when, when i first came to canada i was mm-hmm. like eight nine i don't remember how old i was i knew nothing mm-hmm. oh like english zero oh okay, okay and okay. i had to learn really fast because i yeah. was in an english environment and i learned english in three months oh you're a kid you an esl in esl stuff, i was an esl kid mm-hmm. and i think i used to be very ashamed of that, mm-hmm. that like, I, I think wasn't. we all were yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah i was very ashamed of that i, I was an esl kid i think it, it probably is a universal experience of, like, when your parents speak broken English and you're just, like, as a kid. Mm. And now I'm so ashamed of being, being ashamed that? as a child. Like, yeah. my parents are so resilient. They're so strong. Mm-hmm. They they know three more languages mm-hmm, yeah. than most people on this planet. And <sighs> it's, I, I look up to them so much. So I, I'm so sad that as a child I felt ashamed. And yeah. I think maybe I try to overcompensate that by being so patriotic now mm. saying that i'm from Iran, i was born and raised there i barely mentioned the fact that i lived in canada as a couple of years when i was a kid barely mentioned a canadian passport mm-hmm. it's just not part of who i am and even though it's difficult the concept of home is very difficult for me because i don't see myself in canada ever being a first class citizen I, I i genuinely think i will always have a feeling that i'm a second class citizen in this country yeah but i also can't go home yeah so what is home mm.
0: i was about to say yeah is home
2: for you Do you have an answer for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Iran will be home. I feel. I think it's it's stupid. It's not stupid to say, but I think um my boyfriend is home. Oh, oh,
0: Oh, (laughs) because you know how they say. I mean,
1: home isn't a place; it's the person. Yeah,
2: I I thought you were gonna say like my family. Yeah. Well,
1: I I never I never and I say my boyfriend is home with within reason. I for law school, I wanted to go to England before I met my boyfriend. I never really had a place. My friend they call me a nomad. You know, mm-hmm. you, you go here. You're kind of a nomad too. We, yeah, we we always and me and you, yeah. Yeah, we always if we can live in a different place, why not? Yeah, we, we're not really too attached um to, to the country. Are always like mad. on the move. We're always yeah. on the move, and we always learn so much, and I think it's it's good. And I wanted to go to the UK to study. A lot of my friends are in the UK. I was like, you know, this is a great idea. And then when I met my boyfriend, I was like, not only do I want to stay in Canada, like, not I want to be here. with him. Yeah. Home is where he is, mm-hmm. at least for now. Home is where oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's, um, that's, that's what I would define home. That's so cute. Yeah, right. didn't Shout expect out. that, but very cute. I know. Yeah. I never really show emotions. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do. Do I? I think what I'm talking about like like these serious things. When themes you talk about Iran,
2: I think yeah. yeah.
1: But you also joke a lot. Yeah. So it's like
0: yeah. sometimes it's hard too. Me as a jokester. I am jokester. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a
1: Libra in her. <laughs> <should> I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I say? Yeah, it's it's difficult to take these com- like these themes like super seriously because it it's a lot. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. And like I I'm very open that I go to therapy and my, my therapist is um she exclusively works with Iranian activists, oh really? Oh. and Iranian prisoners who oh, wow. were released or mm. people who have escaped Iran. So <laughs> it, it we we talk a lot about like how what I've went through. I tried not really think about it because it was a lot for me. Mm. And I think you know just being in Amsterdam, so much was happening mm-hmm. and then I was just doing this political thing. it was crazy. I, it was really crazy. I don't know how I, I look back and I'm like who is she? Like, how is she doing this? I had a lot of passion and spark in me. I think that was driving me because I I can't do it now no more. Mm. Um, we were traveling, we were doing all these things, and I still like m- we were all supposed to go to France together, and I yeah. didn't go. I yeah. canceled. Cancelled,
0: man. We went. I think because like just go. Like, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm I like, like I
1: can't. I'm like I right now is a time where I need to focus on it on right now. Yeah. And I remember my parents like Kimmy hey, like this is this is what you saved your money for. This is what you wanted to do, and I'm like. I can't. Like, I I will feel physically ill if I go to France knowing I'm having fun and my people are dying. I cannot do that. And those are just some tough decisions I had to make. But those are decisions I don't Mm regret.
2: Do you ever think you will be able to go to Iran?
1: If there's a revolution, yeah, for sure. But I think about it all the time. I told my mom the other day, I'm like, okay, what if, what if I dye my hair blonde, (laughs) I change my name legally, and I try to enter the country with a Canadian passport, that work? No, really? <laughs> my mom was like, "Kimmy, like, shut up," and I'm like, "Fuck, okay." Um, it, the thing is, like, like facial recognition. I or? think they do have fa- I don't know, man. Probably the government of Iran. It <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> 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 "Man, please <laughs> let me in." I just, I just miss home. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think about like sneaking into the country a lot. I think about like going to like Afghanistan. Should we like, not post this? <laughs> <laughs> no, <gonna> do it. <laughs> but, um, i think i i dream about this almost mm. on a weekly basis where i'm like escaping like going into Iran, or like bribing someone or i don't know i think about it a lot but i think for now for the time being i've made peace with the fact that i can't go for a very long time mm-hmm. and it took me a while to make peace with it but i've made peace with it maybe it's
0: whatever. a difficult thing to do to yeah. make peace with like I can't even like begin to imagine.
1: Uh, it's ho- holiday. Holiday season is the only time where I like break holiday down. Season's so <laughs> yeah. Holiday season is so bad. Yeah. Last year, I remember everyone left. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend Michaela went to UK. You went back home. Emily, Italy. Mm-hmm. Everyone left, and I was just in Amsterdam. And I remember December twenty fifth last year was one of the most devastating days of my life. I just sat in bed, and I think I cried for maybe twenty four hours. And I just told myself, whatever you do next year, you can't pull this. Like you soak all you want right now, like mm-hmm. cry, but next year you can't be up to the same thing. And you know, this year I'm obviously a lot happier. I have my friends. I'm going to Montreal for Christmas. Life is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a very difficult time for me. But yeah, for sure, I'm doing okay.
2: It's all pays off.
1: Yes, I hope so too. And you know, it put me <laughs> on the path of law. It put me on the path that I think I'm really supposed to be in. Mm-hmm.
0: So the law school thing was definitely inspired by this, like mm-hmm. all of it.
1: Time. I never, like, my parents would tell me all the time, like, Kim, hey, you should be a lawyer. But, like, you know, Asian parents, like, they're like, oh, you, you talk so well. Yeah. Go yeah. be a lawyer. Go like, be a that's lawyer. How we're yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's what my parents told me. You love to my argue, go year. be a lawyer. Yeah. 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 You're so good at math, engineer. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you joking me? You like biology? Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah, biology? doctor. Oh, that's so, so true. Yeah. So it's, true. That's what they told me for a really long time. I remember the first time I told my grandma, like, I want to be a journalist. And she's like, what? that. <laughs> like and I'm like, and you, like you know the people on TV? Like this lady on TV, the anchor? I want to be a news anchor as well. I'm like, th- I want to be her. And she's like, they get paid? <laughs> <laughs> you get money? And I'm like, do you think that's like volunteer work? <laughs> she, and she says, Walla Kimia. Kimia, I thought it's one person says, tonight I want to go present news. And they just go... I'm like the you like Diane Sawyer. You Uh, thought like she just volunteering. She just decided. I'm today I'm going to. Like Chris Hansen has been volunteering for like twenty years. Like what do you like? What do you? It's a little Side hobby. (laughs) She would tell me all the time. She's like Kim, you be lawyer, storyteller. i tell stories to me. (laughs) stories to me Be <laughs> lawyer big money that's exactly what you're gonna do but and i there am you go. Yeah. grandma's happy grandma's, <laughs> so i tell her all the time i call her i'm like, like mom are you happy like i'm gonna be a lawyer like, very nice, uh, very nice. Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. oh my god that's so cute wait yeah. what kind of lawyer yeah i want to be a refugee lawyer mm. i worked in a refugee center this past summer mm. it was the absolute best experience of my life i worked alongside children who had escaped war zones mm, okay and it was and then i was also working in their legal sector and yeah. i saw there's a huge shortage of refugee lawyers because no one really wants to do it because there's no money in it mm-hmm. and i told oh, m- grandma grandma <laughs> 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 momma if you watching.
2: <laughs> grandma they get money they i don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I think what i'll do is maybe i'll do immigration law like mm-hmm. just student visas all that all that stuff just to make money cuz that makes a decent amount of that money and then i'll do refugee law for the heart like that's, that's the end goal. that is the end goal that there's this chance I might get sidetracked and do criminal law, mm. but I think to start with I am most definitely doing graffiti law. It's what mm. has driven me onto this path, and the kids I've worked with, I owe so much to them. Like they have taught me so much. They they would casually talk about escaping a war zone, or they would, you know, just very graphic themes of yeah. like, oh, remember when our, our cousins had got blew off? Oh, God. And and these these two seven year olds, and he's like, yeah, like rest in peace, Muhammad, and I'm like, oh, man, like. And then remember how we walked from Syria to, I don't know, like this country and swam to Turkey and then walked to Serbia. And I'm just hearing this and I'm like, oh, my God, like these children. And then Canada would barely give them the the right to come come here. And I, I think Canada relatively is a very good immigrant generous, generous country, generous country yeah. but i think there's a lot in our policy that can be changed mm-hmm. and that's something i want to get into as well like mm-hmm. refugee I policies see. yeah um and just trying to keep refugees in the country try to really help them but the ultimate goal of where i see myself in 30 years is opening a settlement center mm-hmm. for immigrants mm-hmm. i had a really difficult time settling into the country mm-hmm. and i think my parents did too and i just like when i when i see like when i when i'm just outside and i see families and i can tell they're very new to the country Mm -hmm. and i see the confusion and i see the pain and i see the english barrier and Mm -hmm. i see how they're struggling with the job market i just see so much of that and i'm like i want nobody to ever be you've already sacrificed so much Mm -hmm. by coming into this country Mm -hmm. and now you have to learn all these things so I, my my absolute goal would be to make a settlement center with an employment sector, with a English sector, mm-hmm. and all those things, and just help people in the country settle. Mm. That's all I want to do. See. And I think people will take me more seriously as a lawyer to do that.
2: Mm. I had a question on that. Like, if looking back at working with those kids, mm-hmm. have you ever like come back home and you're like, I'm so like sad and it's so like draining. I can't do this no more.
1: It was. I think one time I broke down, like I went to the bathroom and I just broke down because they were just i it was it was when one of my kids t- talked about how um he saw his cousin get shot, mm-hmm. and the cousin was kind of protecting her mm. so and then he fell on her, oh my God, and she's just telling me this, and i I'm thinking to myself, she's like seventy years old. She shouldn't even know about this much gruesome violence, let alone this happened to her firsthand. Mm-hmm. She's gonna carry years of trauma, mm-hmm. PTSD, mm-hmm. anxiety. Like, there's so much. And I remember I went to the bathroom when I started breaking down. And then one of um one of the other volunteers there, she she came to me and she's, she was also serious. She's like, "Come here. This is this is life. You know, like that's the life we lived, and they don't need pity right now. They need support." And uh, what I was presenting wasn't necessarily pity, but I felt bad. Yeah. But I think I really had to suck it up. And I'm like, you know what? Like, go out there and be there for them. And it really put things into perspective because I was always like, I'm an immigrant in this country. I had it so hard. Mm-hmm. I came here with zero English. Oh, c- you came here with zero English? They came here with nothing.
0: Yeah, literally. Zero children.
1: English. Zero clothing. Id- nothing. Mm-hmm. They left everything behind. Mm-hmm. And this is not to diminish my own hardships, but it really puts into perspective of mm-hmm. what I'm complaining about versus what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And I think after that, I really like had to suck it up. And I'm like, go do it for the kids. And I dedicated three months of my life to those kids. And I, I still talk to them to this day. I call their parents. I talk to them. I, mm. They're my absolute life. Like I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I, I check on them every couple months. Yeah. Um, and they, they also led me to this path.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you do at the
1: refugee center? I would teach English to older refugees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which was just... I, I just felt like I'm teaching my grandma English. Like, they oh. were literally the same age as my grandma. They had the same English skills as my grandma. They... And it was just so wonderful. You know, like, in the settlement center, they found a community within each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, we think about young immigrants and how difficult it is for us. But older immigrants, so they have fun. it so much worse. Yeah, And all they can do is just find a community. Because they don't have our skills and like our time and energy to learn the language mm-hmm. the brain doesn't even work like you know like the younger you are it's it's, it's, it's a science so the younger you are the better so you are easier to learn yeah, yeah easier to learn and i just i was so happy that they're founding this community within themselves and i was also working for the legal section where i would just do like paperwork for them it was a lot of translation mainly um from persian, from persian and dari which is basically the same language and then I also was the program supervisor of the summer camp for the for the kids mm. and that was like my absolute highlight yeah. I think of any job that I ever had mm. the last day I was there like I was tears was like shedding and falling and it was really difficult but mm-hmm. they put me on the right path you know how something's happening you're like this is my my calling yeah yeah. And this was a volunteer position, you said? It was. Yeah. At first it was. Oh, and it but then it. after I started actually becoming a program supervisor. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Gosh. But the English was always. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah that's cool.
2: Because like what you were saying about the kids, I think like from my perspective, mm-hmm. like a lot of things, I think I'm very easily um, shocked or like I feel a lot of things very deeply. Yeah. And that's why like I need to put a stop sometimes on like watching certain news. Mm-hmm. Or like... Go into media and like you know like do your research. We always oh, say yeah. do your research, but like for me, it's so God, hard yeah. sometimes. And I feel that also goes back to the vicious circle. That's like I feel bad for not doing it, but I feel bad when I do it. Do it, yeah. yeah. So it's like, like I remember when it, like the first thing for me when it happened to Ukraine, mm-hmm. it was so close. Mm-hmm. It felt so like yeah, it's home, close to home, yeah, and. I remember, like, watching all that media and all, like, doing all of that. Like, posting about it and stuff like that. But then if it made me feel so, like, mentally unstable mm-hmm. or having anxiety and stuff like that. And then I just talked to, I think it was my dad who told me, like, you can't sacrifice your own health mm-hmm. to help people who are Absolutely. not actually, like, even, like, helping. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it it definitely matters. Like, you speaking your own truth and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's why, like, people like you um, have so much, like... <laughs> Like, it just amazes me how much energy you have for that. Because yeah. I can't.
1: I, I think, it, you know, there's, like, this thing on TikTok. It's like, oh, you're an empath. You're an empath. But yeah. I think it really is that you're an empath. Like, yeah. you feel the pain so deeply mm-hmm. that it actually affects you. You can't, like, put a wall in between of, like, okay, this happened yeah. to them. And then this is what's happening to me. But I I I've, I resonate with you a lot on that where I'm, like, I think you are stronger than I am, if anything, because you can, like, Put that wall of like I can't let my life go to shit yeah. because oh I get so involved in this yeah but I really couldn't do that but I mean I think it's more justifiable of why I couldn't do that because it was my country yeah yeah but um I remember my my mental health I remember one time when I was at Amsterdam I was in a lecture mm-hmm. and I just remember I was very sleep deprived in Iran I remember when they were doing the executions they were executed. At five AM Iran time, which would be three AM Amsterdam time, so I would stay up till three AM every morning to see if my friend who was up for execution got executed. It was a very devastating time. And Just that sentence
0: itself is like crazy. Like no one should ever go
1: through. This. Yeah, and then, but good news—he's—he's—he's he's, he's alive. He's well. Um, and I remember I was very sleep deprived. I had an eight AM class. Um, and generally I was very anxious. I remember I was in class. I was sitting and. Uh, noises were just really bothering me like someone was coughing and it was really bothering me someone was chewing gum and it was really bothering me and then in like two minutes like i couldn't breathe i just remember i could not breathe and then i texted my dad i'm like like baba like i can't breathe and he's like well what do you mean i'm like i don't know like i feel like i'm dying and my dad's like leave your class and like my brain wasn't even circulating that i, I could leave this class right now. so i leave my class and i just that was the first panic attack i've had in my mm. life and it was it was really difficult because, like, all this pain that I was holding in just comes out in, like, the most vicious way of my brain literally thinking I'm dying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it was really awful. And I had to really, that's when I had to take a step back and realize yeah. I can't really get involved as much as I would like to. Yeah. But that's another thing. Because now that I'm a established political figure, people expect things from me. Mm-hmm. And I, more than 30, 40,000 people have unfollowed me mm-hmm. because I've stopped. Yeah, and you get
0: messages you show me but it's like oh like you did this for fame you did this for popularity for followers just because you don't post anymore
1: yeah and it's like hey now like if i wanted to post for popularity there are other things i could have posted exactly. as a woman like please yeah um you show like body parts and three photos you you get likes like you get popular you get popular like babe like it really wouldn't have been yeah. super difficult for me to get followers that way um, and it breaks my heart because I think those are the comments that break my heart the most. The the death threats don't get to me, you know, because it's it feels so distant. But the people that are like, "You did this for the fame," and I'm like, and like in return, I can't go back to my country. Like yeah. that seems like a really big sacrifice for yeah. fame.
2: Cause yeah. they don't know how it feels like yeah. when you
1: do all that and you get the response
2: that you get, mm-hmm. and then you feel the way you feel. Like uh-huh. you never understand that fully until you're until in you do it yourself. Yeah. Like. I can say so much about how I know how it feels to be in the position and, like, posting and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it happens to your country, like, I always think back, like, there was one moment when there was, like, a whole thing back home, like, a small revolution, I guess, for, like, a couple of days. But we had no contact with people back home. Yeah, No Wi-Fi, no nothing. And I never felt so, like, miserable Mm -hmm. in my life. Was that during the fire and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I've never felt like that miserable and stuff Mm -hmm. in my life. And I would never be able. And then war in Ukraine happened like the same year, like two (sighs) or three months apart. So I remember when that happened in Ukraine, I was like, I understand why. Mm -hmm. And like, I will never be able to describe it. And I would never be able to even understand what you're saying because that's a whole other level. Mm -hmm. So when people are writing stuff like that, it's always like they don't think, they don't realize how bad. The person, if they understand you, they definitely wouldn't. Mm -hmm. sent
1: this to you one of the most interesting experiences i had was when i posted a video it was one of my most viral videos on tiktok It got i think 10 12 million views and i was talking about things that you can't do in iran Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah it was like you you know you have to wear the hijab you can't have a dog as a pet they'll take it away from you um you know as long as when you hit puberty you can get married um if your husband doesn't want you to exit the country, you can't exit the country. If your husband doesn't want you to study, you can't study. So I'm saying all these things, and I just remember all the comments were like, oh, you can't have a puppy? What? Oh, my God. I can't imagine life without my puppy. <laughs> and I just like,
0: completely disregard everything else that you said. And I'm like, yeah. you
1: also couldn't leave the country. And i like, no, but,
0: puppy. <laughs> but no, the puppy. But
1: the puppy. But then, and I was so angry. And then I thought for a couple minutes, I'm like, this is what they understand. Yeah. This is they understand this is the, the language they understand because they have a puppy yeah. the others thing are so far off they're like they so can't even exactly. like begin exactly. to relate to it and yeah. i use that again to my advantage yeah. where i was like oh these are the little things yeah so like if you're a guy you can't wear shorts mm-hmm. nah, uh, uh. <laughs> and then they're like we're nah. nah. like not even in the gym and i'm like the gyms are always separate uh uh uh. <laughs> no parties. Like you can't have a party with girls and guys. Police will shut it down. And I tried to like, you know, I I was trying to appeal to so many sectors. How how do I ap- appeal to uh, American college boys and girls? Mm. Oh, you can't have parties. Mm. How do I, you know, kind of engage a lot the younger audience? You can't have puppies. So I I really tried to strategize and and, and do these things, um, okay. and it worked to my advantage. Uh, the the next couple of videos they also got a mm, lot of views, so it worked out yeah she's a lawyer she's a marketing specialist
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that's actually so crazy and yeah i don't
1: know i i wanted to ask you like how how was it for you to see me like that because i blacked out a lot of it like i don't really remember a whole lot of how i was feeling or how i was doing Mm -hmm. and i was just wondering like how was it for you from like a bird's eye (laughs) view of just seeing everything happen to me and then in amsterdam and then in canada and with all the jobs i had like how was it for you like you to see
0: that i was just like how is she doing, doing all, of, all that? of that like because you were doing a lot of things at mm. once and then it was just like it's i could never like i couldn't even like imagine it even though you were so close to me you were literally next to me but i was like you were saying all these things to me i was like how is this happening yeah like for example like you were saying oh my i have to stay up today because my friend might be, get, might be getting executed Ex- I'm, like, yeah I'm, like, how is this coming out of her mouth how is this like happening to someone next to me mm-hmm. and then i mean a lot of times like um even like when i was with like tyler i remember mickey like and you went there you were talking about you were doing your around stuff and then we were like like we, we didn't know what to do yeah you know and it's like it's so hard because like we don't want to be like we don't want to like be like oh like we're like are you okay like yeah. pity like show pity, pity yeah. but then we, it was also hard because like we didn't know how to like be there for you at the same time mm-hmm. it was a lot of just like so like so much respect like so inspiring because i never like saw anything like that before
1: And I think what helped me the most do that was definitely the four of you. Mm. And... Because back then, that was home. Mm. And I just remember you guys every time would come to the protests with me not once was there a protest that
0: was the least we could do that
1: was literally the least we could do and every time there were just tears in my eyes one time we went and i think we went all the way to the 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 hague yeah it was a two-hour train ride we had to pay 20 euros which is not that much i guess but we kind of (laughs) broke we had to pay 20 euros just to get to the hague and and all the iranians were chanting these things that they had no idea about (laughs) and by the end of it i remember tyler was chanting zanz and the (laughs) girls yeah we all knew the few
0: few phrases yeah they knew
1: the phrases and i just remember i told them i'm like hey guys like you guys can never go to iran you know that right and they're like yeah that's a sacrifice (laughs) (laughs) and i just remember i was so happy i mean that was the silver lining i i lost a lot but i gained a lot and i gained four people who were unconditionally there for me and i no bigger blessing than that Mm. absolutely not
0: I mean like again it's just like there was nothing else that we could actually do to help if you're going to protest we'll come with you that's the least we could do reposting your stuff that's such a small thing you know but that's the only thing that we were able to do
2: it means so much like I understand like what you're saying it means so much
1: and Mm. I think the craziest thing that happened in the journey was when I first started doing it Mm -hmm. I wasn't famous by any means right Mm -hmm. I was just another girl with a camera Mm -hmm and a lot of people looked down on me Mm -hmm. because it was like a little cringy almost like what mm -hmm. is this girl yapping about you know like (laughs) 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 Like she was like like she was posting like cute little pictures till two days ago and now she wants to talk about politics and i remember that's even my relationship at the time we we broke up because we were just so far apart and understanding that he's like i have no idea what you're doing and i'm like and it's clear that you don't so i just don't think this is gonna go work out and I think I, what I appreciate the most was how you four were there for me and you guys watched me grow. And it, 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 what I'm trying to say, it, it wasn't that thing where when I was famous, you guys were like, oh, Kimia, you oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah, you had this go. It wasn't when I was uh, doing TV interviews where you guys were supporting me. Yeah. When I was making videos in my little room in Amsterdam, you guys were supporting me. Yeah. And then when I was doing a big interview, you were, were supporting me as well. Yeah. So that that just and I, I remember i remember every single person mm-hmm. who started reposting me when i was so called famous mm-hmm. and the people who were reposting me when, when my videos small. when i was very small yeah and and i will never forget those people you for being on the top of that mm-hmm. pyramid that's also
0: crazy just like watching you from your first video to like you being on tv like yeah, they, yeah, yeah i yeah, so I'm, I'm very
1: grateful for the opportunities i got to grow and mm. you know i'm going to use this political path to, to help my people help middle easterns mm-hmm i i worry so much with everything that's happening with in, in sudan and in congo and in palestine i think there's going to be a huge refugee wave just like mm-hmm. the one in 2015 and when it does come i want to be the person who can be there and help so mm-hmm.
2: that's, that's, the that's a perfect way to end it i, I know that deal. was so beautiful <laughs> it's like i have no words yeah. after
1: this. thank you for having me this was really great i love thank you for i love this episode Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening us. Okay. I hope you enjoyed our episode with Kimia
2: cuz we enjoyed it a lot. <laughs>
0: we definitely enjoyed it
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Peace uh, out. follow Kimia. <laughs> oh, I'll be posting this on my um. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. So thank okay you for bye listening everyone. everyone. No bye. Worries. Peace out.